yeah. Hang on, let me check the Islanders. Ah, fuck. Of course we lost. That's brutal, bro. I know you're looking forward to rewatching that. You're gonna do it now. Well, now I'm wearing the Islanders jersey for the podcast, and you know we didn't even win, but you know I'm still repping. Still repping. Let's go Isles. We'll get him in Game Three at home at UBS Arena. What What's the series at? What'd you say? Now down 2-0 to Carolina. Well, we'll still come back. We can still come back. And, you know, on that note, welcome to another episode of Good Lies Golf. Ooh. And Brendan Lawson with me in the hot seats. What's going on, B? Not a brother. Another week of magic brother. here. Yeah, another week. Got out and golfed a little bit, but I know you did down in Florida. Sunshine a little day. golfing in. I mean, I know we talked a little bit last week about the Ocean Village course here in South Hutchinson Island, but it was freaking fun. Say that again. That was a little sexy. South Hutchinson Island sounds pretty slick. It does. There's a little place called Ocean Village. It's a nine hole. It's like a cute little nine hole, and it's only par threes, and it's just like, you know, 100 yards. There's like a couple holes, like one 145. 140 there's a 136 like there's a couple of like little longer kind of holes for the par three but they're mostly shorter holes but they have obstacles like water sand you know gnarly water it's an obstacle course too yes it's an obstacle course it has like yeah like the at you at ronald mcdonald playhouse when you used to go in there and they had like the ball pit and the lava (laughs) right yeah exactly dude what a game the floor is lava Remember doing that back in the day? Oh, Taking yeah. the couch pillows, put them around. We did it I'm in doing the gym. that right now with my son. It's awesome. We did it in the gymnasium in the in the school. Remember, or, or that was the other game. Oh, yeah. Kids would pretend yeah. to be yeah. like yeah, you had the scoot, sit there. Like the scoot carts, put the dodgeball between your feet. Those were dangerous. Hop. We were had the, I feel like we had the dangerous toy era. Like the 90s was the dangerous toy era. They just gave us whatever and said, hey, kid, have fun with it. Like it was a revolution, man. Dude, moon boots? Those things were fucking ankle breakers. Ankle breakers. <laughs> no shit. It was almost like there was more gravity. Like <laughs> you did not jump high in those at all. You put a trampoline in shoes. It was like the, like who thought of that? What guy got that approved at the board meeting and was like, guys, guys. And like, where was the liability moon lawyer? Boots. Where was the counsel in that? Like, they yeah, that's got... a good idea. <laughs> let's do it. Let's sell something that's super expensive and you only get one inch off the ground. Hey, you could break your ankle though. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Have you tried our other great idea, word processor? Like, no, this is, this is terrible ideas of the 90s. Um, so, good lives golfing again. Ocean Village to get back to it. I oh, yeah. played. Is this well. like a retirement home or like condo? It's not community? like. I mean, it, it, it's, it is, but it's not. It's, it's like a retirement community for like 50s and 60s, not really like elder, elder. So it's kind of like a nice, it's like people are good. Like the golfers there are really good. Like anybody that I've seen kind of out there, even if it's like some older, like older couple or whatever it is, they, they got game. Like even if Dude, they're like 70s, they're golfing. That's the one thing since like really getting into golf, that's one thing I've noticed is if there's, if there's an older golfer, he's he or she is probably awesome oh yeah and it's all about consistency they just hit it you know 
a little light and crispy, as you always say. A little, a little sizzle, a little bacon Bud sizzle. Light, light and crispy, baby. Dude, they just fly it out there like 100 yards dead straight, and they just keep doing that. It's rare, man. That's how you don't make mistakes. You don't drop, you know, shots. Yeah. That's how you don't, you know, go yeah. too high. That's Hey, I was proud of myself out there. I hadn't golfed since maybe november because i had those shoulder issues for those in the good lies golf world we were absent for a little while uh your boy messed up his shoulder so now i haven't been golfing finally got back out there and you know what i didn't shoot like great consistently but i did par about two to three holes each 18 i played so i'm proud of that four to six pars for anyone out there that's pretty damn good. Okay. So what were the yeah. other holes like though? Mm, yeah. A couple of water chasers. The water got a couple of pro V ones. That's for damn sure. Custom pro V ones too. With the good last golf huh? logo on them. Damn. I mean, that, that's what, that's what I always say, man. I go out there, I lose balls, just you know, pay my respects to the course and doing a little advertising on the side. So the whole deal is that if you live in the facility, you, you know, have access to the golf course, but you have to pay five bucks. So it's five dollars an 18 or five dollars a nine, excuse me. So it's 10 bucks for a round of 18. So it's really cheap for 18 holes. It's 10 bucks. And um, my that's awesome. uh, Yeah. My girlfriend's uh, mother lives on the fifth hole. So like her lanai patio is on the fifth hole. And so people are hitting you all the time. Like I'm out there doing work in the middle of the day and some like dude shanks a shot and just like smokes the screen. And you just like hear a thud off the side of the wall. And you're like, Jesus, what was that? And, and some guy's like, sorry. You're like, Oh shit. That's, that's the ball I lost last week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that guy also found one and it was yours. He hit it back yeah. to you. Dude, it's crazy. Like the, they're, they're not shy about like the, the houses being on the holes. Like there's no, there's no separation. It's like your house is right out there bait for the, for a bad golfer to smoke it. So it's you're, it's right there, which is great, though, because it's really cool. You get to, like, after 5 p.m., they have a rule where you can just walk out on the course. So after 5 p.m., you just walk right outside the backyard, and you walk right on hole five, and then I play five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then come back and play one, two, three, four, five, and then, you know, Hell come yeah, back dude. up. So it was so much fun to just, well, like, you do little rounds. What else are they going to do? It's five five dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You can't you can't do a twilight reduced price. Reduced price <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do? Two fifty? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, the place is sick. They had like bingo. They got bingo. They had shuffleboard. We played bocce ball with um with a single ladies group. This place with a, is paradise. Um, yeah, dude, with a seventy year old singles ladies group, we played bocce ball. They were they kicked oh our ass too, God. big time. Dude, those people are sharks. Older sharks. people are sharks. She was everything. such a shark. She tried to play it. She's like, I haven't played in so long. And then she whooped My our fucking ass. ass. Yeah. Yeah. She had the follow through, dude. She had the follow through. She rolled she it and it was like. Through. She's got the glove on. She had the Michael Jordan, like the hold. Like, I don't oh even know. God. Crazy finesse. Crazy. You see that bocce ball video, that old woman. Uh, she like puts so much English on it and settles it. Like, I think it goes behind the, the ball that they're aiming for. <laughs> just wraps around all the defensive balls that the you know the people that she was playing against i haven't seen that video yeah it was some shit like that that shit yeah it was like that it was crazy and just seeing 
So yeah, so it was really fun, and you know, the whole place by, itself by is a nice way, facility. Speaking of bocce, real quick though, best bocce ball course in North America, Apple Valley. That was that was some good times. He's referring to the tournament we had at Apple Valley last year, and there was just like bocce going on at the golf houses, like at the golf lodges, right in the lawn. Just you'd stand in whatever spot you kind of fell into or wherever somebody was smoking a joint circle in, and you would just take a ball and throw it, and that would be the next. First meaning English on it, pick a spot. Boom. Best course in North America. It was great. I love bocce, though, because it's like a small-scale, like, golf. If you're playing on the terrain that we're playing. I mean, not yeah. a standard course. You got to be, be pinpoint, you know? You got to be pinpoint. You got to got to get the wrist action in there. And make I sure forget you... what that shit is called. What's the ball in bocce that starts with a P? I don't know, the little white ball. But yeah. that thing, you throw that thing out there, it's kind of like your pin, you know? Hey, wait. Exactly. They both start with a P. There's a mm. letters, letters, dude. Letters, man. Speaking of which, man, this podcast is brought to you by some Kush. So, um, no. How do you spell uh, that, man? Uh, Kush. Anywho, uh, RBC Heritage dude. little magic. It's magic. It's magic, dude. Pinpoint accuracy. He brought it this week, this past week. But yeah, Spieth, he almost defended. That was impressive, honestly. And I didn't think you had it in him to do it like that. And he dude, really he surprised well the year. hell out of me. He's playing well this year. He's got it figured out a little bit. Dialed. I mean, he had chances to win, too, which is like, I mean, as much as you love seeing Fitzmagic win. Uh, Spieth, he had the chances. Yeah, he, he had the lip out. He came up short on the last playoff hole. It's got to hurt. It's got to hurt. That one had to really hurt. I I applaud Matt Fitzpatrick, though, in that story, man. I mean, you've been coming there every year since you were six years old with your family, and you've just been loving life, and then all of a sudden you win, you know, you win that one. I mean, that's that's the one. He even said, like, that's the one yep. I want to win over anything, like any other major, like, besides the majors, yeah. like, you yeah. know, that's the one I want to win. And that that was cool. It's that's sweet, man. Yeah, it's definitely a cool story because to your point, I mean, you don't hear that often. It's always it's Augusta. It's St. Andrews. It's you know, what I mean, you don't think of Harbor Town as being, you know, the RBC. And that's the the tournament that you want to win growing up. You know, what sure. I mean, you don't really yeah. you don't think about that. And just goes to say a lot about the course, honestly, in, in the tournament, um, you know, to hold that much value uh, to a guy like Fitzmagic, dude. Right. Awesome. And I, you know what I really appreciate? He's English. You know, like he's an English he's guy. He's English. Out here, like respecting American golf ultra hard. And that's that, like, I can appreciate that because, you know, Americans are kind of shitheads. Like we don't have the same kind of appreciation and respect for English game. So it's like to see the opposite and like have this mutual admiration and love that he's got is, is great to see too. And he's, I, I just love what he's doing, man. I mean, come on, you win the. U.S. Open, too? I mean, come on. The guy's practically American. <laughs> he's practically American. He probably yeah. is American at this point. He's already that, he's got the papers. Yeah. Well, Zach, Zach, how crazy was it, that story with Zach, our co-host Zach Grossman? It, it's just he's talking about uh, how he was just a student of the game. The kid brought, like, a pen and paper 
to the pro-am and was like taking notes the entire time all weekend long just like studying everything and it obviously it goes to show yeah like <laughs> on the computer machine dude it, it is it's nuts man it, it, it's crazy to think how like certain people are just like they lock into something like that so early at, at a young age you know what i mean like it's it's like my son caius with drumming or you know um music like he just picked it up it's not something i'm good at at all i'm not musically inclined at all but he just like he grabbed onto it and ran with it and like a guy like fitz magic i mean to be at such a young age and like literally being so analytical about your game it's wild to think and it's obviously paying off for him you know what i mean He's a true star, man. I really think that kid is going big places. We're going to see a lot of big wins from him in the next two years, like big wins. Um, I don't I don't disagree with that. I also feel like he's like one of those guys that will have a lot of longevity. Yes. The way his yes. game is, like he could easily be a guy that the next generation uh, is winning late in their 40s or something like oh, that. Yeah. He'll be around for 20 super, years. Yeah, he's not super physical. 20, yeah. You don't think his body will break down and, you know. And that's the problem, right, with these other big guys, like the Kepkas and the whatever. But, hey, I got to say, how scared was everybody when one of the live guys almost won the Masters? I mean, that was <laughs> – that was <clears> – Yeah, dude, honestly, like – No, everybody was sweating for a second. You know the PGA, like, top committee was sweating ball sack. And that, that – and when he was in the first position, everyone in the PGA was like, are you fucking kidding me? We didn't think yeah. it was going to happen this quick, you know? No, no, no. Uh, it – that would have been such a story too, um, good or bad, but would have been wild. I, dude, I don't know how I feel about Kepka. I honestly kind of like him. Um, I think he's douchey at times, but at the same time, I love his mentality of just like, no fucks given. I just want to win. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I want to win big tournaments. I, I like that just from a competitive standpoint. I love seeing that as a competitor. Um, he's obviously a little douchey at times, but. I don't know. I feel a little bit bad for him just because, you know, he said something to the extent of if he was fully healthy like he is now, you know, last year when he got that offer from Liv, it would have been, you know, so much more difficult for him to to leave the PGA. And people forget, like, literally, he had multiple knee injuries and surgeries over the course of three years. So he was down and out, dude. And that was... And, you know, mm. in the Netflix series, that's basically right. what he was saying. They kind of omitted the fact that he was injured at the time. But you do see him saying, like, I can't keep up with these guys. So it's interesting to hear that comment now, you know, after the fact, he's got all this money and is around live. And you kind of get a sense that he misses, you know, the guys he plays against in the PGA. I think all these guys are missing everybody and, and to, you know, some of these golfers are coming out saying like, no, like we still hang out behind closed doors. We still hang out like, you know, blah, 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 but it's not the same. And now there's tension and now it's awkward. And now there's all this stuff. I wonder if we'll ever get to a point where we do put that aside and people are sitting at the same table and how far away are we? Like, what's your prediction? Like how many years are we away from like them sitting at the same table live and pga doing events together or doing some kind of collaboration in i don't know i'd say maybe two or three years hmm. uh, I, I feel like greg norman is the kind of the thorn right now he's the stink in the yeah i feel like i feel like either he eventually steps down or it gets removed from his position 
And at that time, I feel like communication starts getting better between the two sure. and they eventually do something um, where, okay, you know, so where they merge, they shake hands more, more than what they're already you know, discussing with a, you know, live versus PGA tournament. Right. Yeah, that but, makes. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense in my timeline, too. I would say that's the same. I don't know. But but do you think PGA will ever get over it? Like, I, I feel like they have too. to. You know what I mean? I feel like they have to, and they've already have no choice. Yeah, I, and I I feel like the thing that stinks though is like they were so quick to like jump on these players uh, for right. going over there, and you know what I mean. Like I, I feel like there wasn't it wasn't very tactful the way they went about it to start, and it's just hard to recover from that. And then on, on top of that, on the other side, you have Norman, who just like no one likes at this point <laughs> yeah everybody's just shitting on that guy yeah it, everyone's like fuck shock <laughs> i'm the that, shock yeah i and and you got the rulings too like like patrick reed coming out he's talking about how he's angry about the rulings and uh with the european tour rulings um i, I it's just crazy you know it, it's crazy to see the world splintering and and uh, like Paul Anacone was saying when we got him on the podcast and he was talking about the comparisons with the AP, ATP tour with tennis, it's just it's similar. Like it's going to cause this splinter effect with the fans. It's going to dilute the talent pool. So, you know, and we haven't really seen this uptick in Corn Fairy guys. I mean, the Sam Bennett thing was fucking awesome, but we didn't we didn't really see this uptick in Corn Fairy yet this year, like from these new new guys coming in and kind of causing problems or ca not causing problems causing like competition like big competition so yeah you know yeah. i think maybe i, I more... also feel like there was just like such a great rookie class last year you know it's like so it's like that it's kind of like still, just... there's still the young ends but they're you know their names are known now you know what i mean got it all right so it's just a draft class thing possibly i don't, I don't know um yeah. Also, I mean, live is restricted in in the sense of like how many guys they can bring on. So you know, it's not like there's not other guys that potentially could be moving over there that they just don't have room for right now. And right. you know, right? Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Who knows what'll happen, dude? It's it's a crazy <laughs> world we're living in right now. But it's just good to see people golfing, dude. That and that's what it was, man. It was so nice to see people golfing and the atmosphere at this place in in Florida. I was staying at. It was so nice, like. You go there, and first of all, the whole course is managed and ran by women. So pretty cool. Okay. You don't really see that very often. Like, I'm talking turf crew, all women. Like, that. that's pretty cool. You don't really get to see that. And they're all badass, that, like old 67-year-old yeah, ladies. And they're just, like, out there fucking, like, doing pins and, like, <laughs> raking. Is, is and, that, like, a, a purposeful thing? Or, you know, I like, is there something said I don't know. I didn't really look into it, but I know that the lady that's been running the golf program there, her name is Mary. Shout out to Mary at Ocean Village. She's been running the golf program and uh, she just does a heck of a job. And I think those are just like her girls. And I think she's just like had a crew there. Um, yeah, that's solid sick. crew. And uh, it's really cool, too. Um, I noticed like even on the last day, like I guess there you only have to pay until a certain time in the season. And then like after April, I guess it's free. So you don't have to pay the five bucks. It's only like in the tourist season of like, yeah. you know, winter basically. Um, right. But well, yeah, because they have more people like you come in, you know, to visit. And exactly. Yeah. That's where they're going to get their money. Sure. And then so we go there and, and I guess I showed up on the last paid day. And as a thank you every year, she puts out like a cooler full of beers. 
So it was like a, I walk up to the first tee and it's a little sign saying free, you know, free, please take as many as you'd like. And I open up the cooler and it's just like 9 a.m. There's like fresh, like 30 fresh, like on ice fresh Budweiser's. produce in there, man. Just fresh <laughs> produce. Yeah. And I just went in there and partook. And That's fucking walked. sick. It was, what, it's what, such a chiller. That shit and you're just like <laughs> for 18 holes, you're just out there, dude. Blacked out. It's a it's a crazy course because there's all sorts of nature. You see those little uh, those nature. black birds with the big red noses. I forget what they're called in Florida. It starts with an M. Muskogee Muskogees. Um, cranes. Yeah, man. You see all sorts of shit. Do you see giant bull for like giant frogs on the course just like hopping yeah. all around? You're like, what the fuck? It's when like I played that jungle. round with with uh, Jeff out in Bradenton, Florida, uh, we saw a bald eagle just chilling in the shade on the actual, like on the ground on the course, which is kind of yeah. rare that he was just chilling on the ground. Fucking but, crazy. Yeah. yeah. We drove up by him. He, he was just chilling. And then uh, we sat there for like five minutes because we didn't have anyone behind us. Just like literally just <laughs> watching this bird sit there doing yeah. nothing because we're just like in awe of how they're incredible birds and then boom took off that is an incredible speed bald eagles dude they have them out here all over out in east hampton montauk amagansett like they build these nests they can be six feet wide and six feet deep things are huge and they can weigh up to like two thousand pounds one nest can weigh up to two pounds two thousand pounds it's crazy that is nuts but yeah dude i i i love going to the zoo so you know went recently with caius and elizabeth and sienna and uh yeah, I just love I love big cats for one, but big birds, dude. Just raptors. raptors. They're awesome, man. Just sky raptors. Gangster. So sick. But uh um, be fucking with a raptor. Dude, what are you working on on your game right now? Cause I, I'm I played Short Legendary game. Run with B Doug and Sosha, obviously. You know, posted a little bit of content. I got Yeah, let's talk about more. that. How was that? Dude, it was a it was an awesome round. Honestly, it beautiful. Played on a, a week weekday. We got out there on a Friday morning early, um, like at eight o'clock tea time, something like that. Ooh, it was so crispy. Got up there, hit a couple balls, uh, put a few, and then got to that first tee box early. And what a round, man! For me, just an absolute roller coaster. I had highs, I had lows. I had a great streak. I had a bad streak. <laughs> it was a little bit of everything, but uh, it was a great time with the boys. That's for sure. Those days give you the power, though. Like I think when you have those kind of wild roller coaster golf days, that's what builds your adversity. Like you don't get a good adversity day in golf if you're playing well all day. Like you get a great adversity day when you're sucking and you have to like hit out of the sand. And you got to <laughs> hit out of some fat rough. We got to hit at some big chunk behind a tree. Like that's when you have to like be crafty and like develop these shots and like. Well, get... you get more. Yeah, you get more opportunities at that like right. fucking beautiful shot. You know? People look at sand shots like they're a bad thing. And like if yes, if I'm trying to go for a score, if I'm betting skins, or if I'm playing money against somebody and I'm like in it, like yeah, I don't want to get in the sand because it's harder. But if I'm just playing around for fun and leisure and I hit it in the sand, I laugh and I smile and I get happy because I'm like, you know what? I don't get to work on my sand wedge. And I'm, Dude, not I'm so happy right now I'm on the beach. Yeah, that's how I think about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm only going to get better with my sandwich being in the sand. So why am I crying about it? I'll hit the sand and I'll get out with the sandwich. Maybe it'll how take me stoned are you when you're happy when you're in the sand? Because I'm not. <laughs> I'm David I don't want to be there. Baby. I'm in there. I don't want to be there. The sand. <laughs> I'll take it. No problem. I'll blow right out of that. It, it, was, it was a fun round, though. Um, 
I, I'm struggling so much getting off the tee. And so like I, I basically right now I cannot hit a driver and I can't hit woods. You drive and I know why. I know why too. Well, so before I, I could make contact and I would just boom the ball with those clubs. My problem then was I had a power slice. Right. Now I'm struggling just to even make good contact with the ball. And I know why, and I'm just struggling to fix it. I have a way to, you know, I hit my woods and my driver, basically, like I'm trying to hit my irons. I'm super steep coming down, um, and I'm hitting on top of the ball, and, you know, I have 50-yard hook every time. I'm basically dropping a stroke, stroke, and a half every hole, and then just playing, you know, I'm freaking the egg man out there just scrambling eggs, dude. Um, hey, sometimes you got to bring home the bacon. <laughs> hey. I don't blame, you know, but that's, if that's how your game's going to ride, that's what golf is. You ride out the shitty parts of your game until the good parts come back, you know, and then, and then you, you, you figure out what works in combination. That's the beauty of golf. I feel like that's like yeah. the magic, you know, hundred percent. I haven't even been getting too pissed off, honestly. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm so, I know I'm so close. Like even when I'm miss hitting a ball, I know what I'm doing. If I just continue to do it and just make a, a little bit of a fine tune here and there. I know that score is going to come down. The problem is, is like the consistency right now. I, I hit a couple of great shots in a row and then I have one shot that goes OB and you know, that, that kind of fucks you. And then you get out of rhythm, you know, but then you know what you do wrong. Like you said, like, Oh, I picked my head up. Oh, I wasn't square yeah. on the face. Oh, I wasn't this. Like you figure out where your issues lie. And as long as you can like not have, you know, you have the AA approach or on the first step is denial. You know, if you can, you can get over it and just admit what you did wrong or like eat it. Yeah. Then hell yeah. Then the golf game is yeah. endless. Just keep going. And I think that like these courses we play on, like you, you have such a beautiful selection in Ohio around all this beautiful woodsy glazy courses. I mean, they're fucking awesome. But in Florida playing this last few weeks, like just shipping like this course being such a small par three. And this is what happened to me last year when I went to this place, my short game got like 25% to 30% better just by going to this course for two weeks and, and playing because it's all short game. So it was really great to play a lot of short game. And now I feel so confident hitting a chip. Whereas two years ago, you could ask anybody three years ago, I was using a fucking square strike that thing on 1995 that literally would hit a chip for you because I suck so bad three years ago. Now, two years oh, ago, man. I'm fucking, or, or then two years I'm, I'm like working on it now, right now I'm, I can fucking hit chips. Like I'm, I can, I rarely miss a chip. Like it's going somewhere near the green, if not on the green. So I'm like, I'm pretty damn accurate now comparatively to where I was. And that feels great to me. Like as somebody who sucked at it a little while ago, now I have the confidence and then I build on that. And I, it's the same way with any other part of my game. I just have to like, like you said, like you got to pinpoint it and then focus on it and see what kind of works with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And dude, I mean, the, what you're talking about is, you know, playing the short game and working on that a whole bunch. That's the Tiger Woods approach, right? That's literally how he learned the game of golf is, you know, putter all the way back up to driver. You know, he started small and went big. Um, and I, I, I think that Fuck. I think that makes so much more sense, too, because like I even have a, a putting, you know, mat here in my, my basement where we're recording. And the thing is, is like just putting alone, I feel like has helped my swing. You know what I mean? It's just right. the rhythm. It's the consistency. 
you're working certain, you know, core muscles um, that you just kind of repeat that same process, but you make it on a grander scale for those longer swings. And it certainly helped my my game. And that's why I say I, I'm not even getting upset. Like, it, I'm more bummed when I hit a bad shot now because I'm like, oh, man, that's going to fuck up my score. But then I'm just like, but I know what I did wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I felt I felt that it hit here on the club base, like you were saying, right? So, like, I, I know that, you know, next round I play, like, it might click. It might be there. I might shoot that lower score. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, but therein lies the most frustrating part of golf the fact that the more you play and the more hours you put the in the worse you get the not even the worse you get but the more you get mad at yourself for being bad because you have put so much time in you know it's like it's like be it's like okay you're a master at Catan because you put in 40 billion hours but you still lose to some guy it's like you're gonna be pissed because like you put in all this time and now every little error is like, yes, you said, oh, my score is going to be bad. I don't even think about it like that anymore. I'm not like, oh, my score is going to be bad. I'm thinking of it like, fuck, man, I should know better than this. Why am I chunking it? Like, this is stupid. I shouldn't do this. Like, and that's the way I need to, like, step out of my mental space and reset. And I think that's what I've been getting better at, too, on the course. And that's a big thing, like management. And that's what Zach was preaching oh, to yeah. me, course management. He he constantly preaches course, course management. Like, just... Dude. I'm always always about addressing and assessing, you know, I'll take some risk here and there for sure. I mean, especially if my round is like, you know, numbers wise kind of going down the shitter. I'm like, yeah, why not? Let's, you know, try to rip this 220 over water, you know, on a par five and see if I can make it, which lately I have not had the opportunity because I usually hit my tee shot into the woods. Um, Anyways, (laughs) that's neither here nor there. Uh, I don't even know where I was going, Sharon. Where, where am I? Where am I right now? Where are you, dude? Right here? You're in that place, man. There's. I'm just in that space, dude. Yeah, I'm yeah, out that there. That space for your face. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I completely lost my uh, train of... You know, I'm off the tracks. I'm off the rails right whoa, now. Honestly. Whoa, dude. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude, don't pull a Palestine, Ohio, okay? Relax. Oh, Jesus Stay Christ. on the tracks. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. Don't soon? drink the water. Yeah, ooh, yeah. I wouldn't be drinking water. Are you guys all good there? I wouldn't get a Brita, dude. Go buy a Brita, figure it out. No, my wife, my wife has a friend, and her sister name is Brita, but we don't have one. <laughs> That's a true story. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought that story. was a joke. No, it's not. Um, yeah. Dude, I, I feel like the kid from Days and Confused. I don't know why, but I've noticed just recently. I've like in the last five minutes. Just continuously, just been touching my nose for no reason. Well, you ever pay attention to that? And days you stop doing lines of cocaine on the podcast, you fucking animal. Um, no comment. <laughs> are we allowed to say lines of cocaine on a podcast? I think you are. I think you're allowed oh, to no, say. No, you're unhinged, bro. <laughs> yeah, we're unhinged. It's okay, guys. Don't you're do unhinged. it. It's not good for you. It's not good. Smoke weed. Um, you uh, you gonna get out and play lower golf this weekend? I am going to play a little golf this weekend, I think. Maybe for like an hour, try to sneak out, do a little chips, a couple little, maybe do the driving range, to be honest. I just want to get in swing. I've been excited ever since coming back. I want to keep playing. You got to like, do it, man. You got to My shoulder range. feels good. That's what I'm excited about. There's no more. Just do your stretches, your PT. Do your stretches. Get yeah. the bands out, bro. Get the bands out. Yeah. Yeah, I love the bands. It's all about the microfibers, micro muscles. I love the bands. Bands make her dance, apparently. 
I've heard that. Clap, clap. I've I've heard that 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 can be a, a thing. I'm um, gonna watch the Zurich. I was just about to ask about the Zurich, kind of close out our little podcast here. I was gonna be like, hey, how are you feeling about the Zurich this weekend? I don't know. It's a pretty fucking sick tournament. It's been getting better every year. Um, pretty cool. I don't dislike it at all. No, I mean, last year I was like, eh, what's going on? But it's it's fun, man. The little partnerships are fun. Watching the guys go back and forth is is camaraderie. It's nice. I I, I like team aspects and components. Don't get me wrong. I love golf and you know the standard game of golf of going mono versus a field. But I don't know, man. I, I like getting some team event type stuff in there. You know, I, I grew up playing team sports, so I, I like seeing that. I like seeing the back and forth. You know, yeah. slapping the ass. You know what I mean. Good job, buddy. Way to make that putt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's is that. Did you have you seen the Key and Peel episode where the he's like the Dominican baseball player and he's slapping everybody's ass? <laughs> oh shit, man, that is a classic TV show. He, they are geniuses. Both of them are. They're geniuses. great. They're great, man. They need. I, yeah. Oh my god. Speaking of which, I mean, I so like kind of skit comedy like that. I watched. Um, I went back and watched the first episode ever of uh, Chappelle show a couple weeks ago. Wow. It, dude, it brought me back and it is so damn funny, dude. These, some of this old com man, these old sketch they, comedy, no man. No one. Yeah. Some of this old sketch comedy, like there's, there's like so many different layers to that. And there's, there's we, we lost that art. Like it's everybody's doing all this crap. Now I, the sketch comedy was so good, man. I hope you bring back sketch comedy. Like it's tough big man. sketch comedy. It's, it's a tough world, but um, you know what? Tough world, tough game. That's golf. That's golf. And that's good another lies, episode golf. of Good Lies, man. Another episode of Good Lies. Episode three. Or no, four. I don't know. 48, dude. Whatever. 48. Yeah, 48 hours. Shout out. 24 hours. Here. One. Shout out to Big Johnny Grossman. All right. Podcast dedicated to Big John. There you go, Big John. Get your ass out there. Play some holes soon. Let's get after it. All right, B. Catch you next week. <laughs> I like those. Go See again. you later. Peace. Elijah.